Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on the Lexi's Back Bay. Where, incidentally, the speckled trout, redfish, and uh, black drum bite is on fire. I want to say good afternoon and welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we come to you every single Monday at lunchtime to celebrate the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi here on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network. But some of you are listening or watching the show on Super Talk TV at Ceasefire TV. Or you might be watching it on YouTube or Facebook or on your favorite podcast. So with that said, it's December the 5th, 2022. Uh, thanks for joining me today. You, you might be an avid hunter. It, it's really, it's that time of year in Mississippi. And at this moment, you may be actually riding along in your truck, uh, going to or from one of the 50 wildlife management areas in this great state. Man, does this state have a lot of great public hunting options from Hell Creek Wildlife Management Area in North Mississippi near New Albany, all the way down to places like uh, Ward, Ward Bayou near Moss Point in Southeast Mississippi and all these points in between. So many diverse public hunting opportunities to enjoy in this state. You might be driving down the road looking at across one of the vast ag lands here in Mississippi and wondering to yourself as you look toward the, the timberline, is there a monster buck in there? Or you might be passing some standing water, uh, looking closely to see if there are any ducks in there. Keep, keep your eyes on the road. I know the drill, I, I've been there. This, it's that time of year, that's me in that truck doing that. You might be driving down to be beach, Beach Boulevard in places like Pasture Chan and looking across at Cat Island and wishing you were there catching redfish with uh, with osprey and ducks flying overhead. What a beautiful thought that is. Uh, it's real too, it's, it's actually happening now. Or passing one of the many public fishing piers along the coast of Mississippi and wishing you were there. Again, I know the drill, I've been there many times, that is definitely me. But a lot of you are at work, uh, unfortunately. I, I get a lot of notes from people uh, who uh, who enjoy the show, who and some of you, you write, write me notes uh, and let me know that you're working in factories. You gather around the, the radio at lunchtime and celebrate Mississippi's outdoors with me, learning from our guests. And man, do our guests have a lot to teach us. I really appreciate the notes. Some of you work on farms. Some are policemen and firemen. Uh, you work in retail stores. Some of you are doctors and lawyers. Um, some of you are retired. The fact is, listeners of Super Talk Outdoors uh, come from all walks of life and from a, a wide range of uh, and diverse political points of view. Men and women all huddled together here uh, on Mondays at the Super Talk Outdoors table, putting our differences aside and sharing our generational love for the outdoors in Mississippi. And we, we need to come together like this more often. 
Because we all know, don't we, that when I say that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America, I mean it. You know that I mean it. I challenge anyone from any other state in our nation to debate me on that fact. They, they, don't, they don't stand a chance, and you know it. Um, I'll hit them hard with turkey hunting from Walnut, Mississippi. We'll do a little deer hunting along the Mississippi River for some monster bucks. We'll do some duck hunting in Tunica. And uh, as my friend Emerald Lagasse uh, likes to say, we'll kick it up a notch if we have to with some speckled trout and redfish fishing down in, uh, down in the Pascagoula River Marsh. Um, incidentally, the, that river, the Pascoola River, is, is, runs along the co Gulf Coastal Plain of southeastern Mississippi. It's the largest undammed waterway in the continental United States. What a treasure that is. We're so lucky to have it here. And if that's not enough, we, we, could, we could throw in some catfish noodling on, on a Delta Oxbow Lake or, the, or go offshore and catch some amberjack and, and red, red snapper. You know, the diversity of outdoor recreation in this state is second to none. Anyway, I just want to thank you for joining us today at this celebration of the outdoors in Mississippi. I'm so honored to come to you every single week from the uh, Super Talk Mississippi Media Network from the Foundation Studio. The Foundation is working so hard every single day to make sure we stay the capital of the outdoors in Mississippi. Their ability, the Foundation for Wildlife Fisheries and Parks ability to form coalitions in this state on important outdoors issues is really second to none in this state. In the second half of the show today, we're going to be visited by my friend, my dear friend, Houston Havens, who is the White uh, Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. He's a great friend of this show. We're going to get an update on duck season. Uh, so far. And uh, for the first half of the show, though, I want to welcome my dear friend, Lieutenant Governor of the state of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman. We're not going to have a political conversation today. We're just going to talk about our love of the outdoors. How you doing, Delbert? We're doing great. We had a good weekend and uh, back to work, but uh, had a great weekend in your outdoors. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So, Kyle, the producer of the show, if you'll uh, post up a picture that I shared with Kyle this morning, something you posted on uh, social media in the last day or two, I guess it's from your, your duck hunt over the weekend. Kyle's grabbing it now. But but you had a you had a really good weekend this weekend, didn't you? We did. We had a couple of uh, duck hunts up in the Mississippi Delta. I've got a place up there that we go, and uh, we, we really enjoyed it. It's nothing there. You know, Saturday morning was a little... Uh, we had the front come through. It was a little misty and rainy and in the woods. And all the leaves are falling and just really special. And then we went way out to Cypress Break with um, Mike Bull on uh, on Sunday morning. And uh, they worked into the decoys and all the pit stuff got colder and the wind was right. So we had it. Yeah, there we are on my right. Yeah, yeah tell, tell our radio listeners about this picture, what we're looking at. Well, this is a blind in the Mississippi Delta at Beaver Dam, and Beaver Dam is uh, Nash Buckingham's, uh, if you remember a sport, uh, uh, outdoor writer, that was his home place to go, and he wrote many a story, of course, you know, about hunting quail and whatnot, but also about hunting it uh, on Beaver Dam, and it is a uh, historical great place to go duck hunting, and uh, Mike and his son Lamar were nice enough to take me out in the blind uh, this Sunday morning with a couple of my buddies, and we had a great hunt. You know, it's uh, for for people who don't go duck hunting. Maybe they just enjoy deer hunting. 
I, I've described duck hunting as sort of the ultimate social sport. It, I mean, it really is the opportunity to get in a blind. We, I remember the last hunt last year, we had seven guys in one blind. We cooked breakfast. We spent the whole morning there just laughing, and we had good waves of ducks coming through periodically. But, man, there's nothing like it, is there? No, there isn't. And I, I think you, you learn a lot about people uh, when you're out there and you have a chance to really have a conversation more than what I call elevator conversations. And it's not the same in deer hunting. I had I had a, was lucky enough to bag a really good buck uh, last week, weekend ago. But it's not the same. Sometimes we refer to deer hunting as deer waiting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you by yourself and you have to wait and get hopefully get the right food plot or whatever. But no, on duck, on duck hunting, it's it's a different. It's a camaraderie thing. It's a back, give back and forth, and of course, who missed that shot and all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, uh, it's fun. you gotta have thick skin, don't you? Oh yeah, you, be, you better not miss. I'll tell you what, they'll get all over you. I love it. You know, for deer hunting and the thing about, uh, let's just say uh, life in, in the hunting camp where you may do some deer hunting or may do some duck hunting. It's uh, the, the camaraderie that happens, the opportunity to sit around the table together and, uh, you know, bless the food and thank God that everyone's safe, remind everyone to stay safe and just enjoy being with family and friends. That's what this time of year is all about, isn't it? It is coming into Christmas. It's so funny how these things, uh, you know, you, you put into certain parts. You know, you got the football season, you got deer season starts, and you got duck season starts, and you have Christmas, and you know, then Easter, and you know, it just all seems to fall in line. And and uh, duck season and deer season are the major part of that. Uh, we we here in Mississippi uh, are blessed to have three million people in an area that's 200 miles wide and 400 miles long so we we've got a lot of area that we can go real been real positive uh, particularly when our secretary of state about adding public property uh we added the 17,000 acres that's in warren county uh cat island that you discussed earlier was a purchase we made during when i was secretary of state uh mouth of the pearl river was another 3,000 acres that we own now that you and the people in mississippi own and that access to public hunting like that where people can go and take their children and have those experiences like we're talking about i think it's really part of the fabric and the culture of our state and i think i'm real glad it is actually it is it is what makes this place special and as as i've discussed on the show all the time i find people on the show i would say 90 percent of them got the love of the outdoors from their mothers and fathers and, yeah. and grandmothers and grandfathers and other family members but some didn't and some some didn't get introduced to it until they were older in life but once once they got introduced to it now they're going to be passing it down to their kids and their kids kids and enjoying it in that way but when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about how i opened this show about how mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in america and how that is a worthy claim as we continue our conversation with with uh, lieutenant governor uh, delbert hoseman and, uh, and and just continue a discussion about our love of the outdoors we'll see you when we get to the other side
Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Protect your home and office with Habbard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Habbard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HabbardPest.com. Do you like saving money? Then don't be a turkey and overpay for your next vehicle. Head to Mazda of Jackson and scoop up a brand new Mazda today. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Get super low 2.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s and 3.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a clucker that you're looking to trade in? Let us give you top dollar for it and get you one step closer to your new ride. At Mazda of Jackson, we offer more selection, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. Remember, we have the best credit team around, and 100% credit approval is our number one goal. So don't be a turkey and overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With proof credit, it's like mobile. See you for details. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. With the holidays fast here, call All Metro Carpet Cleaning to get your house looking the best. In business since 2010, All Metro Carpet Cleaning can clean carpets, upholstery, tile, and grout. Voted one of the top carpet cleaners, let All Metro Carpet Cleaning handle your cleaning needs. Call today for a free estimate or schedule your holiday cleaning. 601-398-8727 or find us on Facebook. At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us, or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment, or feel free to leave it up to us and visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas. Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. A reminder that coming up in the second half of the show, we have Houston Havens, and we're going to talk about the duck season so far. It's been better than it has in past years. And we're now visiting with the lieutenant governor for the state of Mississippi. It was good to see 
you know, I, I guess uh, you, you have to have a lot of things work together for ducks to come into Mississippi. But first of all, I think the lack of water north and just a huge cold blast at the beginning of the season, it kind of set the stage, didn't it, Delbert, for having a better season this season? It, it did. And, and we, like everybody else, I watched Minnesota, and then you have to really watch Illinois because they'll stop the ducks up there in Missouri. And uh, we would have some friends up there we'd be calling and whatnot. But when the snow, when it snowed up there and it's covered the ground by more than an inch or two, then I knew that we would have some movement this way. Real pleased with, with that. It's it's kicked off the season, gives everybody a little hope um, to, to get started. And I, I'm, I'm thinking we should have a good season. We need about one more really cold, snowy part just north of Carroll, Missouri area, and we'll do well, I think. Yeah, I had I got a really good video opening day. Let's see from uh, Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy and from Robert Schwartz, an attorney who practices right. with my son Jordan. And man, those videos were just loaded with ducks. And you know what's interesting is for me being from South Mississippi, um, I, I can go on a great duck hunt and see maybe three or four groups come through, and I'd be fine. But for you guys who do a lot of duck hunting, that's not ducks. Ducks is thousands of ducks coming in. Yeah. But it, you know, th when you see what what what, for example, that that video that Robert Schwartz sent me with these just just I don't know how many hundreds of ducks coming in. Man, that's good to see. You know, we don't see it enough in Mississippi, and there's a lot of reasons why that is. But hopefully, this year will be different. Yeah, most of the time when we see it at our place is February first. <laughs> and you know, I saw I actually right after the season. <laughs> listen, I went to look at some new land that we are leasing now in Chula on Chula Lake. Yeah, and um, I went to look about the second week in February a few years ago, and there was some sheet water out on this ag land that the Duns uh, farm. And uh, man, it was just literally loaded with mallards. But unfortunately, that what that meant is it didn't get cold enough north of us to push them down, and they just arrived. They they're here, but they just arrived late. I hopefully this year, as you said, it's going to get warm for a few days. Hopefully, we we'll right. get some cold weather soon, and things kind of change. Hey, listen, you you saw how I started the show today, just really celebrating all the incredible opportunities we have here in, in this great state to hunt and enjoy the, the outdoors, whether you love fishing or hunting. We'll talk about parks here in just a second, but if you just go do nature trails in Mississippi, there are thousands of miles of nature trails in the state, and the work that we're going to do to improve parks in the state is going to be unprecedented. But just if you think about hunting and fishing opportunities, public hunting and fishing opportunities, our far forefathers and then you, know, you and other leaders continue to stay focused focus on increasing the number of acres that is available to us. We get it, don't we? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's important to me, of course, as Governor Bryant was in when we were doing that, it's important, I think, to, for us to have public areas close to people. So throughout the state, and you and you were going through the whole laundry list from Pascagoula to Corinth, uh, we have places you can go. And then the second part you also just broke up, brought up is the fact that we want to get our state parks. Our state parks were not in good shape, Ricky. I mean, they were not habitable by people that we would want to have them. And I think we really missed the COVID time when we, when all these people were traveling to go to the outdoors. Ours were not very well done. So this past year, the legislature, House and the Senate, and the governor signed it, uh, passed $38 million to fix up our parks. And uh, I got the first reports back on design of cabins. We've redesigned the cabins much, much more uh, up to date with what people expect when you go out. Uh, I think they'll be very pleased. 
they're building the first two or three of those at Roosevelt, which is between here and between Jackson Meridian. The cost, of course, have inflated, so we're having to struggle with that just like everybody else does. But I'm really hopeful that we'll go through each and every park, redo all of their electrical systems, which were also very outdated. We'll redo our cabins, which are very good, and we'll have a place where Mississippians can go for the weekend that's only like 30 or 40 miles away from where you are today. And uh, that process is ongoing. Real pleased, uh, Lynn Posey's been working on, hard on it over there. We have a number of people working hard on, on getting up state parks up to speed. I think that's the other component. We got the raw land, now we need to have the infrastructure that goes with it. It is, it's exciting to see, man, when you add it all together, what we're saying is whether you like to hunt or fish or just walk a nature trail, Mississippi wants to be second to none in the nation. You know, when you go back and look at, at some of some of what was being taught by people like Aldo Leopold and others, you know, Mississippi really embraced sort of a North American wildlife conservation approach, and it really has paid off, hasn't it? It has. Our, our the economy, the economics of this is a very strong for Mississippi. And it's the fishing part, as you've discussed, not only the coast, but also in our many lakes here. Then you've got dove season where people get started, or the purchasing of uh, clothing like you've got on right now, uh, Mossy Oak, all these others that have you know, that have generated whole businesses, business models out of West Point, Mississippi. So you you see an economic part of this. So I, it's a big cultural part, but uh, anybody that uh, knows about fishing or the boats down there or knows about guiding up here or deer hunting, or all, they all know what the economics of that are. It's very important to Mississippi. A lot of these people, they have harvested their crops now, Ricky, like you, you run into. And so now, the, between now and when they start back again in February, they can go use a, their land for hunting and they either lease it or guide for it. And it's a big economic benefit. Some years they make more off duck hunting than they do off the crops. So I, I, that whole thing works together well. And it, you, know, you mentioned the farmers. Uh, the beauty of Mississippi is that, first of all, we got a lot of land that's, that's owned by farmers. And uh, I would say the vast majority of them are engaged, just as you say, that when, when they get done harvesting and they get done with sort of their end of the season chores, then they really shift their attention and they're focused on all habitat creation and all the things that they do. I, I have a, a really special relationship with the Dunn family in the Mississippi Delta and at least three separate farms from them. And then more recently, a couple of my friends um, have also purchased some land adjacent to some of the land that we're leasing from them. But I, I see, you know, without farmers and what they do to help us, I mean, it, we would be, we'd be kind of toast if you think about the amount of land that they, they, they uh, uh, have management over. Um, we're lucky that we've got that great relationship between outdoorsmen and hunters, excuse me, and farmers, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And, and I think uh, part of that uh, is this stewardship fund that we started last year. Uh, I know you were very supportive of that, been supportive for years of that. And we put $10 million to start last year, and we'll do that or more this year again into the stewardship fund. Uh, just checking in, they're getting very close. Uh, back today, I think they may go with their website and their application for these benefits that, with matching from farmers and how, how all the processes will go. And we're real hopeful. Um, there were a number of nonprofits that told us that if we put up 10 million, they'd double it. So I'm, I'm hopeful that our nonprofits will have large matches. And I think you'll start seeing breaks out now with actually allocating those funds out into the public of the farmers or whomever 
nonprofit or whatever it is that we have to that they're working on. Uh, that's a real key thing, I think. This first uh, this first group of ten million dollars and how they spend it and whether we can get matching and that kind of thing, real important. Uh, I think the website will be important. I hope that it'll be up before the end of the year. Uh, I think the applications will be up very shortly, where farmers can start and other people can, uh, you know, ask for put an application for the funds. So that will be a kickoff here, and I think that's a critical start. I'm hopeful that this first 10 million or, or that much and more will end up being multiplied by these matches and we'll have a really strong uh, economic benefit out of our stewardship, outdoor stewardship fund. Well, Delbert, we've talked about it a lot here on the show, even recently, because I've followed it closely. In fact, I've watched the YouTube videos from the meetings. First of all, I've referred to the appointees that you and the governor made as really the dream team. These are very successful people. Yeah that aren't caught up in the prestige of being on this committee. Yeah. They're really caught up in doing the right thing. Right. The questions they're asking, the thoughts around making their selections of projects based on federal matching and within the context of what will develop, I believe, is some vision for Mississippi and how this money can be best spent. I, I'm really thrilled about their work so far. I mean, they hit the ground running and they haven't let up, haven't they? They have, and I'm, they've been meeting weekly and I think all of those are going to generate out into the application process shortly. As you know, they're meeting again today and the uh, hiring and the uh, Facebook and website, all the things that you'll need to be able to do. Yeah, we uh, they really are. Nobody on there uh, is there to make money. <laughs> they, they all have a great love for Mississippi and a great love for the outdoors. And that's exactly what you want out of out of the private citizens coming and doing a really smart thing with uh, with some of our tax dollars. And I, I'm real pleased, anxious to see who gets the first awards, all of that kind of thing, and we'll build off of that as we go forward. And I know, uh, at least on the Senate side, I can't always speak for the House, but on the Senate side, we intend to support them monetarily as they go forward. Well, we're, we're out of time, but one more point on the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, the great thing about hitting the ground running the way that we're doing that, is that we can use this as sort of an you know, out of the gate demonstration of what is possible so that people can get behind it and we can continue to grow the fund and, and continue to search for the kind of matching dollars to turn 10 or 20 million dollars into 50 or more million dollars for the good of outdoor recreation in this state. Right. But it's been a pleasure, Delbert, to spend some time with you, my friend. Well, good luck. Good luck hunting on your time and everything. And uh, I hope it'll go well. I think Mississippi is going to have a very good season. We've got a lot of deer. we got a lot of ducks. we got a lot of fish. we got a lot of outdoors. So y'all enjoy no, your time. Merry Christmas, no, everybody. You bet. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, cloudy skies, high near 72. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, cloudy skies, low around 64. Your Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high near 78. Tuesday evening, mostly cloudy, low around 63. And a look to Wednesday, partly sunny conditions, high near 79. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Jim, did you hear about the Thompson's house down the street? No, what happened? Somebody broke into their house. Everybody's fine, but they lost everything. Oh, that is awful. And he just bought that new deer rifle for hunting season. You know, we've been talking about buying a Browning safe from Discount Gun Safe for years. I think we should go ahead and get one. They even have them on sale right now for Christmas. And I could put the family's important papers in it. Yeah, and my guns. My jewelry and my coins, too. And my guns. I could even keep some cash in the safe, you know, in case of an emergency. Will there be any room for my guns? Yes. 
and your guns. Browning and Discount Gun Safe have teamed up this season to bring you the best protection for your home or office against fire, burglary, and storm-related damage. Come see the largest selection of Browning safes in Mississippi. Visit their showroom at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl or call 601-939-8233. In-home delivery starts at just $100. Oh, these safes look great. Tons of shelves for all of my things. Any room for my guns? Oh, you're right. (laughs) I guess we're going to need two safes. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a corporal, sergeant, captain, or major with base salaries ranging from over $36,000 to over $47,000. Add to that retirement medical benefit packages up to $17,000 more, all with paid-on-the-job training not far from where you live. Visit MDOCMS.gov to apply today. That's MDOC.MS.gov. Entergy Mississippi is committed to providing affordable, reliable, and clean power for generations to come. So we're taking steps to make it easier for our customers to self-generate solar electricity and incorporate solar into our power grid. The Mississippi Public Service Commission approved net metering for Entergy Mississippi solar users in 2016. Since then, registered customers have received credit for excess solar energy sent back to the power grid. Learn more at energymississippi.com slash net metering. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Bureau of Investigation has confirmed a person of interest is in custody in connection with the shooting death of a Jackson State University student whose body was found inside a car on campus. 20-year-old Randall Smith is in custody for the death of 22-year-old Flynn Brown. More details will be provided when made available. And the Mississippi Department of Human Services has added additional defendants to its civil lawsuit seeking to recover $94 million in misspent welfare funds. Among those added to the lawsuit are the Southern Miss Athletic Foundation, as well as former MDHS Deputy Director Jacob Black. And according to current MDHS Director Bob Anderson, Claims against former NFL star Brett Favre have been reduced by $1.1 million due to the repayment of unallowed costs. To read this story in its entirety, log on to supertalk.fm. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, a time for faith and family. This is Delbert Hoseman, and I'm so blessed to serve as your lieutenant governor. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. When you listen to Super Talk, you hear our team working for you. Great information. Drilling down and getting to the core of the issues that impact you. They give you like the information you need to know. Super Talk Mississippi. 
In a world full of noise. Devastating the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. As we listen to my friend Steve Azar, One Mississippi, the theme song for this incredible uh, celebration that Super Talk Outdoors. I'm so privileged to have that as a theme song and to have Steve Azar, such a great, great friend. And that song is also the new state song for the state of Mississippi. Man, that's awesome. Hey, listen, I really enjoyed the conversation with, with uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Um, you know, it takes a it takes a village in this state to to make it tick, and you can see his excitement about the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund and the team that's focused on that now. The work that the legislature did this last session to 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 dedicate money to improve state parks across the state. Uh, we're moving in the right direction, but you know that's just to improve what we have now. The truth is, what we have now is the capital of the outdoors in this, in this great nation. And uh, I'm pleased to, to bring to you sort of a celebration of that every single week. Uh, so now let's move on to my friend Houston Havens, who's the Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and a good friend of this show. How you doing, Houston? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, listen, we were chatting a little bit off, off the... Um, out the air there a second ago about um, you know the, the, the reports are spotty but but it clearly through this moment in time if you go back to the beginning of the season and compare it to the last several seasons we're off to a good start aren't we we are off to a good start uh, our uh, information from our public lands and then just the, the general calls like you you know been talking to some private landowners uh, you know hearing a few reports here and there and uh, people seem to be pretty happy so far um, you know a uh, long way to go with this weather you know we're certainly going to need more of, of what we had the week before Thanksgiving but uh, yeah I can't complain with our success so far in the season. But before the season started you and I chatted about this and we wondered and you speculated that it would probably work for us that having um, a lot of uh, a lot of drought north of us. A lot of drought meant that it's not going to be nearly as much water as there normally is. And you said if we got a cold snap, the combination of a cold snap and the lack of water north is going to push some birds down. And that's exactly what happened, isn't it? It is, you know, uh, we we saw really good success the first weekend, and like you and I talked about, even here having a low water year to start off the season uh, for areas that can, uh, whether it's pump groundwater or areas that just have the type of wetland habitat that, that's always going to have some reliable water. Um, things usually work out pretty well in a year like this uh, to kick the year off uh, with duck hunting success. Well, what I've, I've mentioned a couple of videos that have been sent to me, several videos have been sent to me, but one from Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy, another from my friend Robert Schwartz, who's a lawyer, practices with my son Jordan. Um, the videos they sent where you, know, you, could, you could just change the date to, say, 1975 because it was just so many, so many ducks coming in. And uh, that's what it means to have ducks. I mean, that, when you talk about having ducks, that's what you're talking about, isn't it? 
It, it is. You know, we've heard some really good reports of, you know, it, it's one thing to, to go out and for things to work right and, you know, have six ducks to come into the decoys if you're hunting by yourself, you know, that, that's still a great hunt. But, uh, you know, a lot of people want to see those really big concentrations of birds, you know, just seeing a lot of ducks uh, typically is pretty highly correlated with hunting success. But just, you know, seeing a lot of birds is, uh, is a, a really big deal to duck hunters. And we have had uh, some of those reports so far. Sure. So let's talk about the migration for a second. Uh, clearly, at the beginning of the season, like we said, the lack of water and some really extreme cold temperatures in the middle of the United States pushes like big um, movement of ducks down, but then it kind of warms up a little bit. So what it, what happens to the migration? Does it stall and the ducks that are here continue to fly south or how does that work? Uh, a little bit of all that. Uh, it, it certainly can stall and uh, that that's kind of what we would expect to see uh, going into this, um, you know, early and mid part of December. Uh, you know, it, and it's not uncommon. Uh, Mississippi duck hunters and duck hunters in the south in general will talk about the December lull, you know, sometimes where hunting is pretty good to start off and then and then things can get kind of tough if we don't get weather to continually bring more birds south. Um, so, you know, just looking at the, the forecast, what we've got, you know, kind of warm and rainy, um, that can kind of uh, work against us here in Mississippi, just because we certainly need more well-in habitat to kind of quote unquote, set the table for more birds as they come later on in the, in the winter time. But uh, if we're not getting consistent cold fronts from the north to continue to bring new birds, then we're basically adding more habitat you know, ducks are really good at finding new water on the landscape, and so they're kind of they're going to kind of quickly redistribute themselves, and uh, it could make for some tough hunting if we don't continually get more birds to to kind of equalize that more habitat aspect. Yeah, it's interesting. I can only look at it from my perspective. The three farms that I leave, one is in Chula, one is between Greenwood and Blackhawk, and the other is in Mentor City. And I spent uh, I did a lot of deer hunting at Mentor City toward the end of last week, and what I observe, you know, when you go into the fingers, the fingers that go out into these ag land, beautiful, you know, uh, you know, hardwood fingers, they're usually full of water. And as my son Jordan pointed out, that when you look at some, what we call the big woods, which is usually very full of water, when the, when the big woods get filled up, then it starts to back up into the fingers and then the fingers are full of water. But, you know, we had, we had some rain recently, but, you know, the truth is we haven't had nearly enough rain. The water, I mean, you can think of what, what it's happening just to sort of replenish the water table. And, uh, you know, that, that, dry, that dryness goes deep. I looked into the big woods, didn't see an ounce of water anywhere. And of course, the, the, the fingers are still dry. Um, but at the place between um, Blackhawk and Greenwood, I, we, I think we got three or four inches there. And you can see a little bit more standing water. That's the way it is all across Mississippi. Certain areas have a little bit more water than other areas. And to get to where you really are in the, in the duck game big time, we need a lot more rain, don't we? That's right. You know, I, I often talk about uh, kind of the differences in kinds of rain we get early in the fall. You know, I'm, I'm a deer hunter as well. And um, I'm looking for what I call a food plot rain, you know, an early fall, which is, you know, not a not a huge rain all at one time, just kind of a slow, you know, kind of kind of get things going, put some moisture in the ground. Um, but it's getting to the time of year where we're looking for duck hole rains, you know, which are, which are those really hard, you know, a, a lot of rain at one time, gonna have a lot of runoff to run into those basins. Cause like you said, we, we've got a lot of, we got a lot of way to go with filling those basins that are eventually gonna back out into that really shallow water and ag fields and those fingers like you're talking about to, to make good duck habitat. 
when I was publisher of the Sun Herald, we were owned by a company called Knight Ritter. And at, at the time, at one point, Knight Ritter's headquarters was down in Miami. And uh, I, I never will forget this. We were about to leave for lunch, and one of the guys said, it's starting to rain. And another guy said, this is get wet rain. You know, which meant, you know, some rain you can get you can get into, some, some, some rain you can't take a step and you're already completely drenched. You need some get wet rain, don't you? That's right. Yeah, we've uh, got a, got a lot of uh, potential out there to catch some rainfall. You know, uh, farmers are done with what they need to do in their fields. So hopefully, they've got some pipes stopped up, ready to, to put a little bit of shallow water on the ag landscape in the Mississippi Delta in particular. But also those natural areas, creeks and rivers. Uh, you know, if we could get um, some some normal and, and maybe above normal rainfall this winter to get some of that natural flooding on the landscape, that'll be really good for ducks in Mississippi. Hey, listen, uh, I know this is not a deer conversation, but you're a deer hunter. You know, coming back to what I observed in Mentor City is that because there hasn't been a lot of rain, deer are in places they normally are not this time of year. Now, they, they might walk through the water to find a ridge somewhere, uh, and that's true, and we see that all the time. But the concentration of deer in places we've not used to, we're not used to seeing them. Like, again, walking through this finger the other day, uh, I'm seeing scrapes where normally there would be water, <laughs> you know, and so on. So it's, it's been interesting to see in, in this one particular place where I hunted a couple of times, I saw a lot of deer where normally in that area we wouldn't see, we'd see some deer, don't get me wrong, but we wouldn't see nearly as many deer as we see because deer just concentrated in areas they don't normally have the opportunity to concentrate in. That's actually a good thing. Yeah, it is. You know, it's uh, there, there's always a silver lining. You know, um, you know, for you know, uh, being somebody who hunts ducks and and deer, you know, I can I've seen the same thing on our place. You know, I've got I've got cameras uh, out on places right now that some years, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to to get in there. You know, to or or shouldn't have a camera there. I wouldn't have a camera for very long. Uh, but you're right. You know, those deer they they know those areas. They're going to use those low areas and those thickets um, until they're you know flooded and, and not able to to use them consistently. Well, I tell you what it's meant is that um, they the big boys have a lot more area to hide in. <laughs> and That's so, right. So we got it. We got a good one at the main camp. My uh, son-in-law's father, Keith Williams, got a nice, nice eight point at the main camp on Saturday afternoon. But we haven't uh, we haven't had that big opportunity yet at Mentor City. And I think part of the reason why is that. Again, they, they've got a lot of places to hide. They normally don't have the, a chance to hide. So we're still figuring it out. Although we got rut coming up, that should reveal some of the some of the monsters that we've been looking for. At least we hope it is. But and so you you how much time do you spend duck hunting versus deer hunting these days? You know, it, it really just depends on what's going on. Um, you know, uh, those I, I enjoy uh, running cameras on on our property, and uh, you know, it, it from year to year. You know, if it, there's a certain deer, you know, as as you're probably well aware, they can kind of get in your head, and and it kind of becomes <laughs> a challenge to you know. So I may spend a little more time in the deer woods if I'm seeing good things uh, as far as that goes. And then uh, duck hunting is just you know by opportunity. You know, when the weather's good, or when you know I've, I've got some some good information on you know an area to go or maybe a WMA that I'm drawing for and has, has good bird numbers, then we'll get after them then. Less than two years in a row talking about a deer that gets in your head. Uh, my son Jordan had a, had two separate deer in his head, and last year neighbors killed one, and this year neighbors killed the other. Uh -huh. It's heartbreaking. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Houston Havens.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us, or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment, or feel free to leave it up to us and visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas. Bancorp South Bank and Cadence Bank have come together to form a new, even better bank. The new Cadence is more than a merger. Together, we offer more convenience, accessibility, and simplicity through an expanded branch network, secure technology, and enhanced products and services. It's the best of both banks from the same financial services experts you know and trust. Cadence Bank, helping opportunity take shape. Visit cadencebank.com slash the new Cadence. Member FDIC. Reed's Metals Pole Barns are a great economical solution for recreational equipment and livestock or to be used as equipment product sheds. They're lightweight and easy to install. Trusses are available in preset sizes or may be custom ordered. Plus, we have many profile options, over 20 colors to select from, and a written 45-year paint warranty. Call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven at 866-604-4949 or stop by 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast in Brookhaven. Online by direct and save at reedsmetals.com. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Houston Havens, who's the Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Hey, for people who have not heard you and I talk before in Houston, talk about what it means to be the program coordinator for the waterfowl program. Well, I, I tell people I think I got the best job in the agency. Um, it's it's great to be able to to wake up every day and, and think about something that uh, even before you know going to college or uh, or having a job, I was passionate about. Um, so you know, just looking forward to uh, being able to work for the natural resources and, and for the hunters of Mississippi because I am one. Um, it's a you know it's a very rewarding job. You get to do a lot of things, not just in waterfowl. Uh, working for the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, uh, get to you know work with a lot of great people on a wide range of things. You know uh, I don't have a uh, I don't have a Monday through Friday set schedule by any means. You know it's uh, it's ever changing. Get to do a lot of different things in a lot of different areas uh, across the state. So it's uh, it always keeps me on my toes, but it's really it's a great job. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't ask to do anything else if I can do it all over again. Well, you and I and Delbert Hoseman got a chance to visit a little bit before this show started. And I referred to the work that you guys are doing for waterfowl on public lands as a true best practice. But you guys are passionate about that, aren't you? We are, you know, uh, most of the people uh, who work in the department, of course, are, are hunters and fishermen ourselves, and we hunt a lot of public land, um, and so we're uh, we care about those areas not only for the resource and for the hunters, but you know, we we actually you know go in and participate ourselves on those areas, and so I think a lot of people don't uh, don't realize that that we are you know the users of the areas as well. So uh, take a lot of pride in it. It's a lot of work, um, and you know you have to work with conditions a lot of times. You know whether it's a, a backwater flood or a, a drought during the summer uh, a lot of a lot of those issues play into what the end result can be but um yeah it's uh as evidenced by how many people are using public lands uh, especially in a, a drive start to the duck season you know uh, those are really popular areas this year and so we're, we're proud to see the work that we've put into those areas being used a friend of mine sent me a video from arkansas opening day for duck their duck season and what it showed, what this, it was someone was standing in the woods with, I don't know, a hundred other people. And someone said, okay, go, go. And there was this rush running through the woods, man. I mean, look, that's dangerous rush running through the woods of all these people trying to get to these, get to these holes. Does that play out in Mississippi? And, and, and I happen to be aware you guys have really worked hard to try to limit that to some extent. It, it does happen on you know areas where uh, access is not limited. You know it's kind of a, a first come first serve uh, type of situation, and it's a. I personally believe that's an important component to maintain to just have you know places where people can go when they have the opportunity to hunt. Um, but again, in a year like this, when habitat is very limited on public and private lands, especially on private lands uh, where people are, are waiting for rainfall to fill wetland areas. Um, it does increase competition. Um, 
we have some areas where we do limit uh, the uh, amount of hunting pressure on them with uh, limited draw systems, things like that. And um, we have what's called standby opportunity where people can show up for a chance to feel if somebody who was drawn doesn't show up for their hunt. And uh, participation has been really high on those. You know, people are, are, are lining up just for a chance to get in on those areas. Um, so uh, it's a it's a, a high use, uh, you know, particularly in a year like this. So, so some might be rushing to a field, some an open field somewhere where you guys have flooded timber, or excuse me, a flooded field um, where sheet water is present. Some might be uh, to a blind and a really serious, serious honey hole somewhere that you guys have created. But if you were to, do, do you know the actual number of, uh, of places where people can hunt duck? that are on public land? I mean, do you actually have a number in your head? Uh, not in my head. We, we definitely have that information. Uh, now I could, I'd have to look back and, and get to that. Uh, we have, I believe, 52 wildlife management areas across the state of Mississippi. Um, now, those are certainly not all intensively managed for waterfowl habitat. Uh, so our, our areas in the Mississippi Delta, um, for the most part, do have uh, some good waterfowl hunting uh, opportunities there. And we do have several areas, you know, in South Mississippi and, and through the, the hills where uh, where waterfowl hunting is uh, what I would call opportunistic, you know, when, when there's a sufficient rainfall to, to fill areas. But um, yeah, it's uh, National Wildlife Refuges, of course, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers has a lot of public land, especially on the uh, flood control reservoirs and surrounding areas. So Mississippi has a lot of public land. Um, it's uh, it, it's just we have a strong hunting culture as well. And so um, again, in times like this, when there's uh, there's not abundant rainfall, abundant wetland habitat, it can be a, a fairly concentrating effect on the number of people who are out there duck hunting. And you guys have got a reputation, man. Let's face it, the reputation you have is you get it done and your numbers are good. So people really want to gravitate toward that, don't they? They do, you know, uh, they're, they're definitely taking advantage. Um, there are no, uh, we, we get calls sometimes for people, you know, wanting, you know, I guess maybe secret spots or things like that. And I laugh and tell them that there's basically no such thing anymore. <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, this has been Houston Havens. He's the water Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. It's been a great show today. I really appreciate you joining us. And again, thanks for the notes. I appreciate getting the feedback. Continue to enjoy the great outdoors and the capital of the outdoors in America, Mississippi. And listen, always, for God's sake, please stay safe. Put safety first. Always put safety first. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. God bless you. Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.